0: Hello, my name is Rachel Tucker and you're listening to 11, the official theatre podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Eleven, the official theatre podcast that brings the biggest stars and creatives together in one place to discuss life in the arts. She's the Olivier nominee and theatrical superstar voice that's made quite the impact in both the West End and on Broadway, with theatrical credits including The Last Ship, Come From Away, The Pirate Queen, We Will Rock You, John and Jen, and many, many more. Known across the globe for her kick-ass performance in both the London and New York productions of Wicked, she's now swapping the green for red as she stars every Monday night as Norma Desmond herself in Jamie Lloyd's revolutionary production of Sunset Boulevard. And now she's celebrating the release of her new album, You're Already Home, a personal look at the woman behind the rather famous stage actress. So here, in an exclusive conversation direct from her dressing room backstage at the Savoy Theatre, we find out how her latest album and matching concert at Cadogan Hall is set to be her most vulnerable and honest yet. Stepping into the world of Jamie Lloyd for this new Talk of the Town production of Sunset and why 20 years of Wicked on Broadway is an anniversary that she's enormously proud to celebrate. Plus, we talk about rejecting expectations of body image within the arts, embracing the beauty of being imperfect on stage and why she will always push herself for more. Please be upstanding for the remarkable Rachel Tucker, here now on this, the next episode of Eleven, the official theatre podcast. To ensure the safety of all involved in this episode of Eleven, Rachel and I connected for this conversation digitally, so please forgive any brief moments while we wait for the internet to catch up. Enjoy. Please let me welcome to this The next episode of Eleven Well, I'd argue she needs little introduction Other than to say she is The Voice Certified Western and Broadway leading lady And, as I can vouch One of the nicest people in our industry Who's got a rather exciting few projects up her sleeve So I'm going to say a rather huge and very smiley Hello to Miss Rachel Tucker Hi Rachel, how are you? (laughs) Hi
0: William I'm really very well, thank you Thanks for
1: having me on Direct from your dressing room backstage At the Savoy Theatre You you look very fancy, I'm not going to lie
0: Do I? I had another Interview pre, par, prior to this, um so it's kind of a little bit of an interview day. <laughs> so, looking my best, even though you can't see me, but hey, hey, oh, you can.
1: I, I can, and you look wonderful as always. And I said it's very unusual to not see you with blood on your face, so it's very nice to see the <laughs> beautiful Rachel rather than bloody Rachel. So, thank you. Yeah,
0: it's so good. Well, that, that about nine o'clock this evening. That will that will be very different.
1: <laughs> the blood will return, but that's a slightly Is separate it? project that I want to celebrate yes. and talk to you about today because mm-hmm. you are, and we as an audience get something actually very special. Which which is that we get the opportunity to come and spend an evening with you very very soon actually from when we're recording mm. this conversation at cadogan hall before we talk about specifics before we talk about the fact that i think this is going to be exciting vulnerable and quite a journey for us as an audience are you the sort of artist that goes yeah of course i want to stand on a stage all by myself with a band and get lost in the audience or are you like oh shit, this is actually <laughs> really terrifying
0: at the moment it's more that um the second one but i know closer to the time and on the day i i just am in my element i am a friend coined this phrase, I am a live beast. I love live theatre. I love live concerts. And even when I mess up, which is pretty regularly, I still love it. And it puts the fear of God up me, William, but it, it also makes me feel so alive. This is what I love doing so so hard. So I, I enjoy the fear um, and the preparation for it. It's always a bit angst-making. I got a little cry this morning. And it was just so full of anxious and uh, you know anxiety and nerves and but for me it's like why I'm doing it because I ultimately I love it I I want to share what I have and what I do for a living I love it um it's part of my career and you know it, it's you know it's instead of sitting you know if someone's job is sitting at an office and there's spreadsheets and there's there's lots of work to get through in that respect well then this is my little spreadsheet in my world of just things that i have got to tick off and be on top of and that there's that there is some pressure that comes along with this job and i just have got to learn to live with it and ultimately try and enjoy it
1: Are you the sort of person then that likes to almost defy the negativity in your brain and go, no, 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 I want to be able to beat myself in a way?
0: Absolutely. Totally. And we all have those. And do you know what, William? I'm finding the older I'm getting, the more of that anxiety and nervous and kind of, you can't do this. This is going to break you. You you know, this is going to be the one that that everybody, you know, realises she's a big (laughs) con. It's all not real. It's not there. So, I mean, honestly, the older I'm getting, and it may be, you know, the start of, you know, perimenopause that us women at around this age is going through. I know there's a few people, my peers online that are talking about this, and it might be the start of that, Um, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And. And it's all part and parcel of it. So I absolutely have those fears, worries, anxieties, and it's actually learning how to accept it and know that it's okay. I'm always going to be worried about words and lyrics of songs and messing up. That's that's part of, you come to see my show, you're guaranteed I'm going to miss lyrics. That's just me. And learning to actually go, do you know what? I'd rather be present and in the, that moment and lose a lyric than actually be so perfect and so fearful about not pushing myself or not living outside that world and, you know, ruffle some feathers. You know, I just, you know, I, I, I I encourage myself to kind of keep going and pushing that way rather than being safe.
1: Would the Rachel that first started off in this industry though, would she have had the same approach to that or would she have strived for perfection?
0: Oh no. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I say, I always strive for perfection as, as, as close to perfection as I, Mm. as I am capable of. Yes. But I think I'm, there, there's more pressure on me now to deliver than for it. when I when I start obviously started out nobody knew who I was or what I was capable of or I didn't even know then all I all I knew was do your absolute best on the day of whatever day that so happens to be and whatever's in front of you I'm a very suck it and see girl I, I, can't, I came from a family where it was like just go out into the world do if you're lucky to do what you you love doing all my brothers and sisters do what they love doing which has been something our parents definitely taught us and, and gave us so I'm happy that I'm in in, in a career that I'm I, I adore what I do for a living and yeah so I've just got a remember that.
1: This feels so fresh to hear you speaking like this and to hear you you know being honest but also I think incredibly real which is that perfection mm. A is completely impossible so why mm. it's even a standard that we're supposed to attain to I think is a whole different conversation perhaps mm-hmm. for another podcast but to hear that you also want to enjoy your job like it yeah. sounds so stupid but like isn't that kind of the point we're supposed to enjoy this crazy That's world?
0: It, it's so true and, um, you know and I would give this these this advice to young up-and-coming students and artists come and you know what's how do you get over nerves how do you, and you can't, you can't you won't you will you can only you can only deal with the, that fear that anxiety on the day as best you can and whatever happens happens you know um I, you know you deliver your best self on that day so if it eats you up so much then you're going to fear the next time so you've got to remember I'm human I make mistakes I'm going to make mistakes it's not going to be perfect and um, it's a brand new album you know I'm I'm still learning it myself I'm still getting I'm, I haven't sung it out enough you know what I mean it, it, I remember to enjoy it like I was at musical con at the weekend and I messed up lyrics and, and I thought you know what this next song usually my my head would go oh you're going to you're going to do the same again you're going to do the same again with the next song it's like Mitchell calm down they want you to do well that you want you to do well it's normal it's fine it's the first time I've sung this song out live (laughs) to an audience so it's and and remembering to be in the moment and enjoy it William and it's and it's hot it's easier said than done
1: definitely I think it really is easier said than done and actually Mm -hmm. I think but it is
0: and it's practicing that sorry to interrupt it is practicing it and practicing it in the moment, like the way I caught myself at MusicCon on Saturday, going, no, no, don't, don't, n- don't recoil from this. Don't let this beat you. You know, like now, now I dive into this feeling and experience and use it. And I did. I, 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 I got it back, and I got the audience, and I'm really happy with what I did.
1: Good. You should be because you are. Mm. You have a wonderful, wonderful talent, and I'm so glad you said about using that energy i've you know i have the honor and privilege of getting to interview some pretty incredible people and people have said oh do you get nervous and i think Fuck, yeah of course i get nervous I'm absolutely shitting yeah. myself but <laughs> if i let that take over i will just mess it up so much that i will hate myself more than i already do and i find i get anxiety now like i get like a nervous anxiety to want to do it because i'm like right i'm in fight mode let's go and right, I, you know, right. our industry i think we should talk about this more often so yeah credit I to you for too. saying that
0: thank you no i do too and it is, it's about, it's actually about remembering the person that you're with, like you're interviewing, they want you to ask them great questions. They, you know, same with me, they want, you know, they, even even when you mess up, it's fine. They, they they see your humanity. They see how normal you are, you know.
1: Definitely. And there's going to be a room full of people there to see one person and one person only. And that is you cheering Hi! you on from right. the beginning. I feel like I'm going to make you even more nervous, but no, I promise <laughs> it's,
0: it's a good I'm very excited. I cannot wait. I can't, I, I'm so excited now talking about, it, you know but when I get moments on my own I'm like oh but I'm so excited for it
1: so talk to me about specifically about the connections to this new album because obviously that's what we're all excited about the fact we mm-hmm. get to I get to go on my runs with you and have you blasting in my ears but also the fact that I get to come and experience this live what what will this show be about and I guess what does a Rachel Tucker show sound like <laughs> and feel like
0: <laughs> well like I said I I am not conventional William I am not your, uh, you know, legitimate musical theater sounding lassie. I come with a couple of things up my sleeve. I love to keep an audience at the edge of their seat, and you know, like not knowing what's coming next. Lots of my personality, lots of stories from my childhood, my past, and we'll have a couple of beautiful um, guests. Lovely uh, Jamie Moscata is coming and joining me because he's singing a beautiful duet on my album with me, which I'm so thrilled about, and. And another very surprise guest that I don't want to mention, but I'm just going to say it's let's keep it in the family, right? This is going to be a big surprise for everybody, and I cannot wait. I'll say no more. But lots of me, and I, I, I just I, what I love doing with with these with songs and this album in particular is I want to make people feel and take them through a journey, through a, a story. I'm a storyteller, really at heart, and I love telling stories through song, and actually. I want you to feel something from these songs and from the, the songs that's taken me eight months to you know pick and arrange and create Um so I, 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 and it's where i'm at in my life at the moment like we were living in new york and now we're now back in london and we were deciding where we're going to actually call home for real and set you know lay our hat and stay there and it has ultimately been london but we were in New York and, you know, and I've realised that as long as I've got my family by me, William, that's my home. And it and that's it's part of the title. It's part of these collection of songs, why I've chosen them. And you're going to get all that at the concert and a bit of a party.
1: Okay, party sounds cute too. Party sounds cute. <laughs> my next question was actually going to be, talk to me about the title, but I think you might have just answered it. Is is this mm. almost a call from Rachel to Rachel to say actually where you are right now is home?
0: Yes, absolutely. It's also what I just touched on there which is family wherever Guy and Ben are that's my home you, you know bricks and mortar is one thing but actually as long as they're by my side like so I spent the last two years in New York um, but every every season I've just finished uh, the third season of Hope Street which is on BBC iPlayer it's a TV show Northern Irish cop drama so I went left New York to come to film it for four months in Northern Ireland which, uh, and then and they followed me over and then we're now back in London so you know, as long as they're with me, um, that's home. And and it's um, you're already home when you're
1: with your family, really, is where that comes from. Oh, it's so cute. I like it so much. <laughs> it's so nice. Is, that, is having that support from your family, but also, importantly, from audiences as well, audiences that are on both sides of the pond, audiences that sit at home and spend their evenings with you, I guess, is that the extra player in all of this, which is that you've created this bond and a connection with people, some that are actually complete strangers, but mm-hmm. they want to spend time with you. They're going to put the, you know, their time and their effort into coming mm-hmm. to see you. Is is that always the extra bit, I guess, when it happens live that... I don't want to say it means the most because family always comes mm-hmm. first, but to do yeah. it together is important, right?
0: Absolutely, to doing it together is important. And they'll be there. And of course, my husband's a brilliant coach and his own writing director. Mm-hmm. And he helps me through all these songs. And Ben will be there um, watching them. Um, but yes, it, it's given... It, it's For me, It's it's making people feel in that live show you know, you're going to see and hear and feel the album, uh, like like tangible, I hope that's what I really want, is for them to see what it means to me and how it makes me feel, therefore how it makes the audience feel.
1: So how do you feel about going through the album, either chronologically or in ways that you feel best suits, like as a collective piece? Because that means Mm. that you have to be incredibly vulnerable then. This is your opportunity to show where you're at in your life, but at the yeah. same time also an audience get to listen as well i mean is that as, as a creative that's kind of the most vulnerable i think you can be because there's no character to hide behind mm. this this is rachel and only rachel
0: that's so true and it's it's true that like I, I i i would if i had a pick i'd prefer to be a character on stage than me but i have been brought up with my dad uh, around cabaret clubs and pubs in belfast and i have had to learn that way i learned that before i did the, the theater jobs um about how to keep and gain an audience's attention, Um, you know, uh, you know how to get it, but how to keep it has been a big thing for me. So, you know, for me, the album also, I, I feel, I, I really feel the urge and the want to do that and to take them on the story. So, you know, there's this massive, um, you know, ideas coming out of, you know, how I make that happen. You know, specific songs. It's that's from a musical, but also then. You know, it's turned more into a pop thing, style, you know. So finding those, you know, that journey through this album and and actually having a reason for everything, every choice I've made, whether it be arrangement, whether it be um, a specific song, uh, whether it's a musical theatre song or a pop song, you know, so it's it's really had to, we've had to whittle it down to kind of get everything I need out of every single song.
1: You said a second ago about expectation and how that's obviously grown throughout your career as you become, yeah. I guess, more successful. You create a bigger audience, which allows you to go on these amazing projects. Does that therefore mean that the pressure is greater now because you've got a bigger audience or actually is it almost more secure because you know that you've got this fan base that is is going to turn out and is going to support you how does it Mm. actually work
0: well it is it it is it does feel more of a pressure like i said i think the older you get the the more the, the expectation is greater from your fans and your fan base and your growing fan base you know like you know i might have accumulated some new fans from you know doing this musical at the minute sunset boulevard you know so they may have never heard heard of me or seen me and they come see me live. So I've got to remember that, but there's new audience members. I need to let them get to know me. And so the men might just know me from singing Defying Gravity and Wicked. Um, you know, so again, like, I, I don't want to disappoint fans who's come for for the first time, you know. Um, you know, so in, in, you're juggling, you're doing a bit of a juggling work and trying to estimate how much of the original Rachel that people might know and love. To this more new more mature (laughs) shall we say um uh, Rachel that that I am now where I'm at you know
1: but even doing Sunset Boulevard felt like such a great shock when they announced it but also when you I sat there and thought about it I was like it's actually freaking genius I mean it's so (laughs) clever to get you to do it I mean Mm. especially because it's a not just an iconic show, but also, yes, vocally, ha- there's no hiding. You have to be able to belt the shit out of these songs, mm-hmm, but also mm-hmm. comedy, comedy, comedy. I know yeah. as a person, you're incredibly funny, but to put your <laughs> acting first, that has to sit above mm-hmm. everything else. Were you like, yeah, or were you like, uh,
0: no? Uh, this this <laughs> is a gift. This is a dream. Like, this is a, like, some people said, oh, what's your dream role? I never would have said Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard. A, I, I know the movie, but I've never seen the musical. Uh, and I know a couple of songs from it, but it was never on my radar because we all consider Norma as this aged, off-her-head, basket, older actress. But this this production has thrown all that out. You know, Glenn Closer and, and Polly LaPone, they actually played it in their early to mid-40s, you know, regardless of this. But Jamie's kind of saying, guys, the social media, the, now the way it's working, the pressure on 30-somethings Never mind, forty somethings is so great. Like we're filling our face full of fillers and Botox and nips and tucks and cha- you know keeping that youth. That's what it's about. It's not letting go of what what you had, and it's like like the the, the the mindset of absolute ultimate fame, and I want to get it back, and that desire. So it's it's more about that. It thrills me so much the fact that to actually put the acting first. For me, you know, well, not first, I wouldn't say first, but it's such a meaty acting role for me to get my teeth into because I love acting. and um, You know, I think musical theatre, musical theatre actresses and actors... And shows can get a bit, bit of a bad stick on not great acting or not great books or sc- you know. And actually, this 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 gives me that stepping stone, and this gives me that opportunity to really show my acting chops. And and I love it. I thrive on it, and I'm excited about showing that.
1: You referenced some of the the ways in which Jamie wanted to pull out things that 30 and 40 something year old women are facing mm-hmm. in, in the way that Norma does. Is this any similarity that you've had to some of the experiences you felt about what you're expected to be like?
0: I don't feel I've had pressure from the outside world to feel that. Now maybe with weight, that happened once, and I, but but it's never been said. It's something that that you just don't get the job. It's kind of, it's unspoken. You just don't get the job if you don't look right and um, because you're not allowed to say anything. But I've always been into my fitness and my health from I was uh, at school. So it's not new to me to want to stay fit and in shape and look good for myself, Rachel, but also on stage. That's, that to me is, is priority to me. So some girls, guys don't make that a priority. That's, that's a thing. So a little bit with weight. And it was actually after I, it was about nine months after I'd given birth to Ben, my son, and I was asked to lose some weight, the baby weight, um, which is is kind of even more horrendous. I laugh at it now, but it is pretty, pretty horrendous. Um I, I think in theater world, I think the pressure to look a certain way, I mean, when it comes to face or skin or, you know, I haven't felt it. I haven't felt the need or want to do it. I, I, but I'm, you know, I'm not a massive influencer. I'm not I'm not like millions of followers online. And I think even if I did, I still wouldn't, William, because I, I like to keep it real. As, as you've said, as we've said, it's, it's, I just, I, I want to, I, I, I can't, For me, there's nothing worse than not being me. I think that is, I would hate for anyone to think I wasn't being Rachel, We Rachel from Belfast. Maybe that's helped me back. Maybe that's prevented me from doing better. Or I don't know, I always ask myself these questions, you know, am I too down the earth? Have I not got enough airs and graces? You know, because I I really don't throw diva's drops. I, you know, I don't, you know, it's not me.
1: Definitely always be you. Please don't be, please don't be a diva. You're lovely (laughs) as you are. I promise I make that promise to you. (laughs) But also what a genius way to to approach those topics as Jamie has in theatre with a classic mm-hmm. and turn it on its head. I mean, we can probably spend an entire podcast talking about how much of a genius Jamie Lloyd is, but like such is the power of this industry that you use one of the greatest musicals of all time, spin it on its head, age it down so that people may, I, I guess almost becomes more attainable to people and then mm-hmm. also get younger people who might have come to see you in New York, in London, whatever other show coming to see their favourite actress and Mm -hmm. then you're Mm -hmm. telling them that story i mean that's for me Mm -hmm. when i sit there going this industry is so important how clever Mm -hmm. is it that you're doing this
0: absolutely it's it's jamie is what he's done with this production is mind blown honestly he's really he's set the bar for you know recreating um older musicals that maybe um you know that, that 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 you know, they've worked, of course it worked, but just bringing it into the 21st century and still make it work and almost nearly make it work better. You know, hmm. it's it's fascinating. It's amazing. His I think Jimmy lives on a different like he's, he's on a different EQ to all of us. He's like on a different plane level, but he's just, you know, you think, oh, how, how could I, how could I? I'm not have thought of that? But of course, because that's not where my head lives, you know, <laughs> he is so clever and smart and. This this whole concept, he said. He he woke up during the pandemic and he had this dream and this kind of idea, and it was it was like fully formed when he woke up. He's like he knew exactly what he wanted to do. But I'm just like jaw on the floor. It has been an, an absolute dream working with him, honestly.
1: Well, you can go and explore that Monday nights, I should say. Rachel Tucker, guest starring, and also having guest starring above your name that would make me terrified.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it it does it does terrify me, but no, it's it's yeah, very
1: ahead. very exciting. I don't think I could have a conversation with you about a concert and getting to hear your wonderful voice without just talking about the fact you have so many songs that are signature to you. And most Mm -hmm. importantly, which I think is exciting, is that, yes, these might be their first touchpoint into you and your voice, but that that journey continues on with you when you hear songs are you the sort of artist and I had the pleasure of talking to Stephanie J Block just a couple of weeks ago and she said when you hear a song that you know is good you as an artist just know that it's right have you had mm-hmm. moments in your career you know when you were doing the last shit with Sailor did you listen to that mm-hmm. song and go I know that I'm going to enjoy this do you know what just works for you
0: yes yes I do um but also it's funny how like you mentioned Sailor from last ship and um, I it you know that, that was a slow burn for me. Same with all the swings uh, from, from Sting's musical. You you need to I need to sometimes open my ear and be told by my by the likes of my husband to go listen to it again now, now really listen to it and 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 then picture yourself. So it mightn't be instantaneous for me. But when I when I hear a lot of the times when I hear a song, I'm like, ah, that's the one. That's exactly what I need to do. Like throughout that last year, I was like, you know, um, Shazam, and oh, have I heard a song? Shazam, it, i it on my playlist for knowing that an album was you know coming up, and I wanted to store and save songs that that I, that instantly got me excited. So that's that's usually how I find and love a song. But sometimes they're slow burns, William, really, and sometimes it it takes. It takes a few lessons and and then actually they're the ones that stay with me and, and stay with like audience members, you know.
1: I found that with The Reason. I remember listening to that on your album on my runs all the time, just like on repeat, yeah. just being like, this is such a genius song for your voice. But also like, I don't know, there were some points I found myself crying to it. I just was like, this is so intense because it's, but it just seems to work. And I feel like you can tell mm-hmm. when an artist appreciates a song.
0: Absolutely, totally. When I look at this album and The Reason, like you know, I had I had just finished Wicked. I had Defying Gravity put on there. I had a lot of those songs on there. Were just because I absolutely love them. Mm. But, um, but this one, it's because there's a reason behind every song. There's a there's there's a sto- There's either a connection through my son, like Imagine Dragons. This it's time that he introduced us to that band, and we're now obsessed with them. Guy and I, guy's obsessed with the Rolling Stones. They're his influence of maybe being exposed to his. Uh, playing the Rolling Stones, I've found this song, Following the River, which is now, you know, a, a really stunning, a beautiful song that I adore singing. And so I feel like this, this album is, it's more, you know, you're getting it from, my uh there's there's a, there's there's reasons for every single song on this album and it's got a story behind it, uh, everyone
1: I feel like that's the moment where I should say it. and you can get the opportunity to come and hear why <laughs> at Cadogan Hall is that, is that seamless that's
0: perfect that's absolutely perfect
1: thank you I was waiting for the perfect moment to really <laughs> do my do my uh, way <laughs> We are literally seven days, I think, even less than that, from the 20th anniversary of Wicked on Broadway. You're, of course, a key part of the... Rachel's got her mouth open. You've got... You are a key part of that journey. What does it mean... To to know that you were part of of keeping what is now a Broadway institution alive, you're part of the family, part of the furniture, but also mm. knowing that that many jobs have been created for people, both front and behind the scenes. You get to be part of a family. I mean, this is this is a big deal, right? Twenty years.
0: So true. It is twenty years. Um, it's it's crazy. Like, I I saw Wicked and and came into Wicked as a massive fan. Let's 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 remember this. Like most of us, I um heard the soundtrack when i was on tour with the Full monte and our friend let us hear it and i was just like what is this and the journey my 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 wicked journey started with me uh pretending to my sister and my mom oh let's go on a shopping holiday to new york when the pound was so like double uh, double the dollar and we got so much bang for our buck we flew to new york and when we got there I was like right there's this musical called wicked you have to go, and it was like six hundred dollars, like for two tickets or something. It was crazy prices. I watched in absolute tears, floods of tears, and I I couldn't comprehend William what I'd witnessed. And I swore that day to my sister, my mom, I says, I promise you, I will play that role someday. I promise you. Like little did I know I would play it on that stage and on Broadway. That was what that was one thing I didn't know was going to happen. But you know that that show for me is. Is like most of my being, if there was one role that I had to take to, for the rest of my life, that i would had to sing every night, eight shows a week, it would be Elphaba and Wicked. It just, it's just, she is part, it is part of my career. It's part of who I am established, like uh, who people know me by and how, you know, like I did spend three years in London, you know, I didn't do three years of college, but I did three years on Wicked, you know, <laughs> and I learned so much on the ground and on the floor and, um, and then a year on Broadway, so it's been a, a massive part of my life. Like I was six and a half months pregnant on my last show with Ben in London. You know, just so much of my life, it, it Wicked has influenced and been part of, and still to this day does.
1: It's a very special place, and and twenty is. years is an extraordinary achievement to the Wicked family in New York to people oh. like yourself who have been part of that mm-hmm. incredible journey and I did yeah. actually say to you just before we started that um about the fact that last time we recorded a podcast it was with yourself and your lovely Wicked co-star Louise Dim and during yeah. lockdown when you were in your uh, was is it in your shed, shed. in your shed my- I was gonna say tent, yeah, my- so. <laughs>
0: tent. a lovely billy boy shed out the back yeah
1: and that is still officially the highest listened episode of this podcast so thank you for that just shows you two okay. chaos oh
0: that's so good to know that's great right well me and louise next
1: week we'll get
0: on here okay okay <laughs> see if we can beat
1: it challenge accepted okay i've got one final question for you and this is always my favorite question anytime i get the pleasure of speaking to people like yourself and that is that we've touched on and i'm going to reiterate this point so that people don't come for me in my dms the smallest amount of phenomenal things that you've done in your career you have just an extraordinary legacy that i hope you're incredibly proud of and we spoke about the good things and the bad but if we think back to let's use the example you just said of rachel in new york wanting to see wicked if we think of all of the projects you've done the fact you are officially an olivier nominee you have all of these incredible awards and these successes and you continue to teach yourself as you're saying sat in Mm -hmm. the savoy theater Mm -hmm. what do you think all of these touch points in particular the successes and the journey would have meant to the girl way back then if she was talking to the woman that i am right now Mm, that's
0: that's a big yeah that's i mean i would never have I, i mean there's part of me, William, that when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16 coming up in Belfast doing the Saturday clubs and shows and after school things, you know, my my as a young girl, you dream, you you think about going to the West End. You know, I never thought about Broadway. Uh you know, you think, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a West End stage. And you think so big and so out of the out of the box until then you get to London and you go, oh my goodness, this city is going to eat me alive. What was I even thinking? But then you get on, you get a little way up and you get something like, we will rock you. And you go, oh. Or even like the Andrew Lloyd Webber show that I was on the I Do Anything program, you know I got onto that program. That was a, a little gap in the door of going, this is possible. Oh, okay, oh, so I'm I am qu- I'm quite good at what I think I'm good at, which is singing and acting through song and musicals. And the door opens a little bit more, and you then you get your next job, and you stand on that, and you look above, and you you see what's and you build and build on top of that, and 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 then and then you become what is known as pretty successful and you're doing your, what you love and what you what you do but you I would never have dreamt in a million years that I would be where I am today but actually the 14 and 15 year old of me the kind of big ego that I might have had back then that I, I would I would never have dreamt of like thinking there was it was there's anything wrong with it I did dream I did dream big I always have I have always thought yeah I'm good enough with that i and then until you get to it and then you get scared and then you realize oh it's not that scary and then you you know what I mean? So it's this this is this the circle of of kind of fear and then not fearing it and achieving and accomplishing and then you know setting your, your height heights even higher, you know, your sights even higher. I, I was I I was always, you know, on a whim, always tried things, was always like the tattoo on my arm. My mom would always say, Rachel, jump and that will appear. Something will catch you. If I'd have thought about anything too hard, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have jumped. But I'm always that, I'm that type of person. I'll try it, just try it. Something's going to catch me. So I'm of that mindset of just try it, push the boundaries, push the box and think it's done okay. I've done okay thinking that way. And, Long may it last, William, because it's, it's, if you think like anybody anything, if you think about something too hard, too long, you won't do it.
1: Long may it last. Please, 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 long (laughs) may it last. And most importantly, here's to being vulnerable, as you said at the start. And here's Mm. to jumping. And let's see, Mm -hmm. let's see what crazy, crazy thing might come from that. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Most importantly, good luck with Cadogan Hall. 5th of November very exciting and most importantly you're already home that amazing new album which means I get as I've, I think I've mentioned running to your album about 50 times you can tell exactly how I get by Rachel Tucker fix but it Yay. means that we do get something new so thank you so much and most importantly good luck at Cadogan. Thank
0: you so much William it's lovely chat with
1: you. You've been listening to 11 the official theatre podcast find out more about 11 at 11podcast.com or via the Broadway podcast network.